It's a fearsome thing to stop anybody talking. Um, uh, quite scary up here asking 150 people to stop talking, but thank, thank you for stopping anyhow. Um, I do have one more announcement. Um, next week, next Sunday, is the 11th of the 11th, 18, when Remembrance Sunday and Armistice Day are on the same day. And I know it's... Um, Better. I know it's very, um, it's very moving um, to go to the Cairn in Alton High Street and see the hundreds of townspeople that turn out to remember those who have died in the war, and I, I love that. But we're also doing a service here at 10.30, and um, if you're coming here, um, if, you, if it's, you can't go up there for any reason, if you're coming here and you're very welcome, um, we will be remembering those who have given their lives in war. Um, we will be wor starting with worship, and we want it to be an open time. Now you may, you may have a, bring up, you can bring a poem that you may like to read um, if you want to share anything about a relative that you had that has died in the war, in a, in a war somewhere. And um, we will observe the two-minute silence, and we will be led by the Holy Spirit. We may pray for peace. We just want it to be an open time for half an hour. And then after the two-minute silence, we will move on and we will remember the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, and we will have communion. So um, you've, got, you've got your choice. I don't want to stop you going to the Cairn, but you'll be very welcome here as well. Thank you. Um, if you wonder why I'm preaching today, um, I wasn't expecting to be, but at the elders' meeting on Wednesday, they looked around and said... Um, who can preach for 15 minutes, and they obviously thought I might be the best bet. <laughs> um, I haven't started yet, by the way. Um, I don't know, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, I'd just like to pray and then uh, read a scripture. Father God, we thank you you're here with us this morning, and we just pray that you will touch our hearts. You will speak to us from your word that none of us may go out, nobody may go out feeling that they haven't heard from God, they haven't been impressed by God's love, by your love, Father, by your grace, by your goodness, by the love of Jesus. Father, move amongst us this morning by your Spirit, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read from Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Romans 12 and verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Now, if you don't know your Bible and you wonder what this is saying, um, this is telling us that as a church, churches, that we're members of Christ's body. We're members here this morning of Christ's body. Each member belongs all to the others. And we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, 
do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, um, if, you, if you're a visitor, you may be wondering, well, what's all this about um, recognizing new elders? Now, we have elders in this church. Elders is a very, may, may sound a rather old-fashioned word. You may have a picture of old men with gray hair and gray beards, but um, I'm the nearest one to that, and I haven't got a gray beard. Um, but, um, no, that isn't. The, word, the reason we use the word elder is because it is a biblical word. It's used, if you read in 2 Timothy um, chapter 2, you will see what it says about elders. And um, we, we, we like to call ourselves a leadership team because we are a group, a team of men together who have the responsibility for leading this church to lead and protect the flock. Now, I don't want you to switch off this morning. I don't want you to think, well, he's going to be talking about elders, and so that's not me, so I'll have a little sleep. Um, what I'm going to say in the next few minutes applies to us all. Because the principles of Christian leadership that apply to elders apply to every one of you as well. Um, on Wednesday evenings, perhaps not quite once a month, but 50 men and women gather here to have what we call a leader summit. And these are people who lead and take responsibility in the church. And we're very thankful for those men and women who do that. And you might be sitting there this morning, you might think, well, um, what do I lead? Well, many of you lead families. And our, our support as a church, we hope we support you that are single parents leading families because that is a tough job. But that is important leadership. You may lead in the secular world, and what I mean by that, you may lead in business. I know some of you here are scout leaders. You may lead in some other organization in the town, and the principles of Christian leadership apply to you as well. Now, you might be thinking, well, actually, I, I don't fit into any of those categories. I'm, well, I just live on my own. I'm... Um, I'm me, and um, I'm quite happy not being a leader, but um, just, we can all lead. Um, just encouraging somebody, going over to them and encouraging them, praying for somebody, saying, I'll meet you at wherever your favorite coffee shop is. I'll meet you for coffee, and we'll have a chat. I think you might be a little bit down. And I know there's... Um, one lady who's not here this morning, I don't think, Florrie, but Florrie is brilliant at writing letters to people because she can't always get out. Letters are things that you write on the paper and put in the post. And, <laughs> and then, of course, you can help practically. Help people practically. It might be your next-door neighbor. So that's all spiritual leadership. And I think I've covered everybody, but... I haven't actually mentioned the most exciting one, and that is leading a person who doesn't know Jesus to Jesus. And that is something that we can all do, and I think it's something that we would all love to do more. So what are the features of good leadership? What do we look for? 
Well, of course, training's good. Um, training's important. But um, we can learn so much from the Bible. And uh, Jesus' disciples learnt from Jesus about leadership. And 2,000 years later, the message is the same. If you want to be a good leader, you've got to look to Jesus. You've got to read about what Jesus did. And uh, he did some amazing things. Can I just take you to what we call the Last Supper? And um, there was Jesus and his 12 disciples. And... um, they, they were in a slightly sort of unhappy mood, the disciples. They were arguing about who was the greatest among them. And um, they, uh, they didn't really get the point about the Last Supper or what Jesus was going to do. You can read about it in John 13. So Jesus had this group of, of slightly um, argumentative men, always just having arguments. And um, it says he got up from the table... And he put a towel around himself and he got a bowl of water and he went and washed their feet. That was amazing that the King of Kings, the Son of God, would come and spend time with 13 men, 12 men, and would actually, on the night before he was delivered up to be crucified, he got down and washed their feet. Now, we don't, I know there are some churches that have a ritual of, of, of feet washing. Um, we don't do feet washing here, but um, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm quite sure that if your feet ever needed washing, that Nathan and Sean would willingly get down and do it. No, you might laugh, but I know these two men well enough to know that they would wash anybody's feet. And I hope the same would be said of all of us that we would wash the feet of the poor, of the sick, of the lonely, of the refugees, of the displaced. Because that's what Jesus did. And to be a true leader, you have to be a servant. Leaders, you know, we have to be very careful as a church not to put leaders on a pedestal. I think we may have done that in the past. And then when there's a problem with the leadership we're saying, well, the leader's gone. I don't know where I am. I want to challenge, say to you this morning, are your, is your confidence, is your faith in Jesus? Because leaders are great. Well, at least, um, I shouldn't say that probably, but um, we, 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 leaders may do a good job, but leaders will always, they'll, they're not perfect. And there will be times when we let you down. There will be times when we have to say sorry. There will be times say, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Your confidence and faith has to be in Jesus um, because leaders are not perfect as much as we thank God for giving us leaders in the church. Just another story about Jesus. I could go on all the morning telling you stories about Jesus and how he showed that what we call a servant heart. You know, one day he was in a house with lots of important people and they were having lunch. There were the religious leaders and tax, the tax men and, and, and they were giving Jesus lunch and uh, all of a sudden there's a commotion when a lady comes in and she gets down, on, she gets down and she goes up to Jesus' feet and they thought, well, what's this lady doing? She's a prostitute, doesn't he know? She's a prostitute and she's coming in here and, and she's going up to Jesus and she's touching his feet. 
and, and, and now she's, she's crying and she's washing his feet with her tears. And then, what? And then she's drying them with her hair. And, and then she gets out this ointment that was very beautiful, smelt lovely, and they said the whole house, you could smell this ointment. And um, they said, uh, wow, that's some good ointment. They were quite impressed. And then they said, wow, um, that's very expensive. They sh she should have, that should have been sold and given to the poor. And uh, it says, they in the Bible, it says they rebuked her harshly. But um, Jesus looked at her and he, he loved her. And he said, she, what, he said to her, what you have done is a very beautiful thing for me. So I just hope um, that this morning you can be encouraged that um, leadership is for all of us, but it must be modelled on Jesus Christ. But this morning, we're here to celebrate the leadership of, of, of Sean and Nathan. And that is great. That is very exciting. And um, um, I've known... Uh, I've known Sean a long time, but um, not terribly well. But I'm getting, I'm getting, um, I'm very pleased to be getting to knowing Sean a lot better. And um, it's great, Sean, um, working with you. Praise God. I'm so thrilled, and we're all so thrilled that you're coming up here in a minute. And we're going to uh, pray for you, and then we're going to pray for Helen. Um, you have your ministries in this church, Helen. You've been here a long time. You were probably in some ministry many years ago when Honor and I arrived. I don't know. But you've served faithfully and, and you've supported each other in your ministries. And, um, you know, it's tough sometimes being an elder. That's why we're told to pray for our leaders. And um, you both have. I know you're a teacher. That's tough too. So you support one another. But it's so great that you're together as a team that you can support one another and you can support Sean as an elder, thank you. Thank you both for stepping up and putting your heads above the parapet and uh, taking on responsibility. And um, yeah, it's been it's been great getting to know um, both of you too. Um, I just think you're a lovely couple, and um, I really, really so thankful that God sent you here. And I really respect um, all that you've done, and especially Juliana, you, you've come to a strange country with strange people. You've come to Woking, um, and then you've come to Alton, um, and uh, I just think it's great that you put God first, and um, thank you. I know you're, I know you're, you're new, but you've, you've, we've taken you to our hearts. You're, you're one of us, and um, you're both one of us, and that's great, and I'm looking forward. I'm sure you're going to serve in many ways in the church. You've got a big sort of um, six months ahead, or maybe longer than that. I don't know, but that's great. Praise God, and um, it's just so exciting for those of us who have been at Elders for a little bit longer to be able to welcome you. Um, to take on this responsibility with us, and it, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. I finished. <laughs>